Euzubillahimineşşeytanirracim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil alemin. Vessalatu vesselamu ala seyyidina Muhammedin ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ecma'in. Allahümme allimna ma yanfa'una. Vanfa'ana bima allemtena. Vezidna ilmen nafiyah. Allahümme erinel hakka hakkan varzukna ittiba'a. وَأَرِنَا الْبَاطِلَ بَاطِلًا وَأَرْزُقْنَا اَجْتِنَابَ رَبِّ اشْرَحْ لِي صَدْرِي وَيَسْرِ لِي أَمْرِي وَحْلُ الْعُقْدَةَ مِنْ لِسَانِي يَفْقَهُ قَوْلِي Esselamu Aleyküm ve Rahmetullahi ve Berekatuhu Welcome to the Reflections on the Risale-i Nur by Bediüzzaman Said Nursi podcast series. This is Mustafa Tuna. You can listen to the episodes of this series wherever you get your podcasts or at the website www.reflections-rn.org. Again, www.reflections-rn.org. Inshallah, if you um, subscribe to the podcast, you can regularly receive the episodes recording. So please do that. In the website, Uh, to listen to the uh, particular episode that that uh, that's being recorded you can go to the podcasts then words then the 20th word and scroll down to the relevant episode there you will also find inshallah a rough translation of the text we are going to be reading and reflecting upon so As we mentioned already, uh, indicating the location, this is the 20th word. We are going to be reading the 20th word as we have been doing for over 10 weeks now. But inshallah, we are at the end. The 10th word, the 20th word is about the Quran, the Quran's miraculousness, and especially the stories of prophetic miracles in the Quran and their miraculousness, how they miraculously inform us about future happenings, uh, particularly in relation to the human advancements in industry and discovery and observation of the universe uh, and, and so on and so forth, about human progress. Um, they not only give us information about those advancements say such as the aeroplane right the quran informs us about the aeroplane how uh, there is this discussion there is this uh, narration of suleiman in the quran where uh, as a miracle god subjugates the wind to him and he can mount wind and go from one place to another Now, that's a miracle. That's the breaking of the norm. That doesn't happen within the regular um, order that we observe in the universe. People cannot, in, without any equipment, mount on wind and travel from place to place. And therefore, it is beyond a level that we can, uh, as ordinary human beings, reach. But... By mentioning this, the Quran also indicates to us that beyond that limit, right? Beyond that limit where the norm is being broken is the realm of the prophets, the realm of the miracle. And we as human beings can advance up to that point. It's like a glass wall. 
the Quran shows us what is behind the glass wall so that we can advance up to the glass wall how do we advance up to the glass wall well God has created this universe with an order and built laws into that order and out of his custom out of his will and volition he has chosen not to alter those laws and because because he has chosen not to alter those laws which are his custom of creating again and again in the same way with regularity we can observe those norms and understand them and then harness them to our benefit and by doing this human beings have harnessed the laws regulating gravity and the airflow etc etc and invented airplanes there is information about this in the quran and there's encouragement to this in the quran so that's that's uh, shortly very, very briefly is the subject of the uh, 20th word that we have been reading for a while and we actually finished uh, the treaties by reading through many examples uh, like this now at the end Ustad Nursi uh, asks and answers two questions he may have actually received these questions from one of his students some one of the readers of the 20th word or it may be something that came to his mind uh, through inspiration uh, but he provides two questions and their answers inshallah in this episode we will try to read those questions and those answers so bismillah two important answers to two important questions so these are important birincisi eğer desen madem Kur'an beşer için nazir olmuştur neden beşerin nazarında en mühim olan medeniyet harikalarını tasrih etmiyor yalnız gizli bir remizle hafif bir ima ile hafif bir işaretle zayıf bir iktarla iktifa ediyor first if you say since the Kur'an was revealed for the humankind Right. the Quran is revealed first and foremost to the humankind for the benefit of the humankind why does it not explicitly mention the wonders of civilization that are most important in the sight of humans but it suffices with a hidden hint a concealed implication a slight signification or a weak reminder right I living in the 21st century and having had the experience of the 20th century think of great advancements of uh, the humankind like splitting the atom in the 20th century the invention of aeroplane um, the the invention of uh, spaceships that went to the mount to, uh, to the moon and now have been traveling through the solar system the invention of the internet the invention of I don't know, like cell phones and television and radio etc etc these are really significant events that truly transformed my and other human beings lives in the 20th and 21st century they occupy a huge space in our world in our worlds but as we saw in the 20th uh, word the Quran's mention of these uh, happenings of the future in these prophetic stories are in the form of hints 
concealed implications, slight significations, signs, or a weak reminder. So the question is, why is that the case? These are really important things. Why is the Quran not explicitly talking about them, but instead it is you know, pointing, to, pointing to them with, you know, with a hint? Al-Jabab, answer. Çünkü medeniyeti beşeriye harikalarının hakları bahsi Kur'anide o kadar olabilir. Zira Kur'an'ın vazifeyi asliyesi daire-i rububiyetin kemalat ve şuunatını ve daire-i ubudiyetin ve zayıf ahvalini tanim etmektir. Öyle ise şu havarika beşeriyenin o iki dairede hakları yalnız bir zayıf remiz, bir hafif işaret ancak düşer. Çünkü onlar daire-i daire rububiyetten haklarını isteseler o vakit pek az hak alabilirler. Answer. That's because the right of the wonders of human civilization can only be that much mentioned in the Quran. So Ustad Nursi is saying that's what they deserve. That's, that's the point. That's what's supposed to be. Right? The wonders of human civilization can deserve only that much in the Quran. For the Quran's primary duty is to teach the perfections and conducts of the circle of lordship and the duties and states of the circle of worshipful slavehood. This is important. There are two very important concepts here. Circle of lordship and the circle of worshipful slavehood. Daire-i rububiyet, circle of lordship and daire-i ubudiyet, circle of worshipful slavehood. What's the uh, circle of lordship? It's um, how God creates, administers, disposes, nurtures his creation. What we see in these acts and their manifestations is the circle of lordship. And it is perfect, right? It's perfections and conducts, the repeated uh, happenings repeated occurrences, repeated events, repeated um, patterns in this circle, right? The Quran's primary duty is to talk about that, to explain that, to show us what's happening in this universe, why it is happening, what the source is, and the perfection, majesty, and beauty that is manifest in the circle of lordship and then if you think of the circle of lordship on one side facing it is a circle of worshipful slavehood because this perfection uh, calls for veneration this beauty calls for admiration this majesty calls for exaltation so there is a circle of worshipful slavehood in which each and every thing in the creation, but more specifically the angels, the jinn, and even more specifically and especially where the human beings exist. And this circle of worshipful slavehood responds to the circle of uh, lordship with obedience, with gratitude, with worship, with veneration, with 
um, admiration with exaltation so on and so forth and that is again the subject the primary subject of the Quran because the Quran is instructing the circle of worshipful slavehood about how to fulfill its duty how to fulfill its duty to the circle of lordship the worship say we pray five times a day the obedience say we do not uh, consume pork the states say our state of gratitude and our uh, admiration right we would have an instinct an inner um, desire to worship the creator of the universe but we would not know how to do that we would not know the most perfect most beautiful form of gratitude that is due due um, due to the circle of lordship from us all of that we are being instructed in the quran and these are the main topics of the quran right this is the main purpose of the uh, the quran as revealed to the prophet muhammad وسلم, as a message to the entire humanity the entire creation in that case what befalls these human wonders airplane splitting of the atom internet what befalls these human wonders regarding rights in those two circles is but a weak hint and a slight signification for if they want their rights from the circle of lordship then the right they receive can be only only very little so we mentioned the aeroplane as an example take the the biggest most monstrous air aeroplane that human beings have ever uh, built say that this airplane is flying from sydney to karachi you observe it from the ground as a human being and you you think this is wow this is big amazing mashallah but what what place would it have next to the moon which is one of the tiniest of the celestial objects what place would it have in this vast universe if we think of this universe and we here we are talking only about the material universe we are not talking about the larger cosmos which includes the hereafter the the realms of the domination and um, irresistible power and so on and so forth what place can an aeroplane have within that vast realm almost nothing right i mean it is not nothing but next to nothing very small then the right they receive can be only very little mesela here's that nursi is going to provide some examples mesela tayyare-i beşer kur'ana dese bana bir hakkı kelam ver ayatında bir mevki ver elbette o daire-i rububiyetin tayyareleri olan seyyarat arz kamer Kur'an namına diyecekler. Burada cirmin kadar bir mevki alabilirsin. For instance, 
If the human aeroplane says to the Quran, Give me a right to speak with a place among your verses. Of course, the planets, the earth, the moon, which are the aeroplanes of that circle of lordship, will say on behalf of the Quran, the place you can take here is as much as the size of your body. Here Ustad Nursi uh, has a side note. Let's go ahead and uh, read that. Inshallah. Hashiye. Şu ciddi meseleyi yazarken ihtiyarsız olarak kalemim üslubunu şu latif latifeye çevirdi. Ben de kalemimi serbest bıraktım. Ümid ederim ki üslubun latifeliği meselenin ciddiyetine halal vermesin. While writing this serious discussion, my pen involuntarily, without my volition, turns its style to this subtly beautiful humor, and I let my pen free. I hope that the humorousness of this style does not bring harm to the seriousness of the discussion. So, you know, the aeroplane tells the Quran, and then the moon, the earth, the planets tell the aeroplane. So it is like a fable-like uh, style that is being employed here. So Ustad Nursi says, I didn't intend this. Uh, it came as such. Um, but the discussion is very serious. Don't, you know, don't be taken away by the humor in it and forget the seriousness. The, this is a serious matter. Okay. So another example. Eğer beşerin tahtel bahirleri ayatı Kur'aniyeden mevki isteseler. O dairenin tahtel bahirleri yani Bahri Muhit-i Havai'de ve Esir Denizi'nde yüzen zemin ve yıldızlar ona diyecekler. Yanımızda senin yerin görünmeyecek derecede azdır. If the human submarines want some place among the Quran's verses, the submarines of that circle, that is the earth, and the stars swimming in the encompassing ocean of air, and the sea of ether will say to them, so, if you think of the entire universe as an ocean with the planets, celestial objects swimming in it, like fish swimming in water, going up, down, moving around, right? Or, if you think of um, things in the atmosphere, Earth's atmosphere, the birds, the clouds, etc., they're all like as if as though they are swimming right? this encompassing ocean of air and the sea of aether now aether is a concept that's borrowed from ancient greek uh, philosophy they thought that the aether was a substance filling all uh, space and uh, it, later on especially in the 19th century uh, scientists thought that light traveled through space because space was filled with ether. Later on, uh, Einstein demonstrated that light did not need uh, a substance to travel through. It could travel through space, etc., etc. And then they thought maybe ether did not exist. But the concept, the idea is that the universe is filled with something it is not absolute space and you know everybody admits that now we know only a tiny fraction we can see and observe only a tiny fraction of what's out there but we know that there is significantly more uh, to it so we can think of aether as the 
uh, smallest substance perhaps energy in it perhaps condensed energy which then becomes matter etc but what the idea is that the universe is filled with sub, uh, something and the um, planets earth etc are stars are swimming as though they are swimming in it and if the submarines of the human beings which in the 20th century appeared to be a very big invention now we don't uh, you know think of it as as much as they did at the time the submarines of that circle that is the circle of lordship uh, such as the earth and the stars swimming in the encompassing ocean of air and the sea of aether will say to them to these human submarines your place beside us is invisibly small and you may be an important thing uh, for the people who invented you and who are benefiting from you but i'm sorry but you know next to the moon next to the earth next to the sun next to many other stars and celestial bodies what place do you have like what is what significance do you have eğer elektriğin parlak yıldız misal lambaları hakkı kelam isteyerek ayetlere girmek isteseler here is another example o dairenin elektrik lambaları olan şimşekler şahaplar ve gökyüzünü zinetlendiren yıldızlar ve misbahlar diyecekler ışığın nispetinde bahis ve beyana girebilirsin if the bright star-like lamps of electricity want a right to speak by being included in the verses the quranic verses lightnings meteors and the stars and lanterns that adorn the firmament will say you can be included in the mention and exposition of the quran only in relation to your light how much light do you provide like take the brightest uh, bulb that you can buy and put in your house uh, in in uh, one of our rooms we have a really bright uh, bulb uh, we call it the bermuda light right like the sun but you know that's just a uh, humor that we have it certainly does not compare to the sun it does not compare to the light that the stars provide that travel through distances that can only be covered in billions of years by the speed of light lightnings meteors right they will all say to the electric lamp you can be included in dimension and exposition only in relation to your light and we are mentioned first and you can be mentioned in relation to your light because again this is what the uh, these uh, examples we are giving are asking from the circle of lordship the circle of lordship looks to the lord and the lord's creation right this is not from the point of view of the human being this is from the point of view of god eğer havariku medeniyet daka eki sanat cihetinde haklarını isterlerse now perhaps they uh these examples that we give aeroplane submarine electric lamp etc etc want a right not in relation to uh, what they do in terms of illumination in terms of transportation uh, which does not compare what the planet earth is transporting all the time and which does not compare to the light that the sun is emitting etc 
instead of that if they ask for a right that is that relates to the refinement of artistry the industry that the human beings have uh, invented or discovered and built if the wonders of civilization want their rights with regard to the refinement of artistry but let me finish the turkish first and then we will come back to the paragraph eğer havariko medeniyet dakaiki sanat cihetinde haklarını isterlerse ve ayetlerden makam talep ederlerse o vakit bir tek sinek onlara susunuz diyecek benim bir kanadım kadar hakkınız yoktur zira Sizlerdeki beşerin cüz'i ihtiyarıyla kesbedilen bütün ince sanatlar ve bütün nazik cihazlar toplansa benim küçücük vücudumdaki ince sanat ve nazenin cihazlar kadar acip olamaz. Estaizu billah. İnnellezîne ted'ûne min dûnillâhi len yehlukû zübâben ve levictemeû leh. İnnellezîne ted'ûne min dûnillâhi len yehlukû Zubaben ve lev ictemau leh. İlahir ayeti sizi susturur. Okay. If the wonders of civilization want their rights with regard to the refinement of artistry and thus they demand a station among the verses, Quran's verses, a single fly will say to them, be quiet, fall quiet. You do not have as much right as one of my wings. The aeroplane, not as much as one of my wings. The submarine, not as much as one of my wings. The spaceship, not as much as one of my wings. The internet, not as much as one of my wings. For if all the fine arts and delicate instruments acquired through humanity's partial volition Right, striving, trial, studying, observing, working hard, thinking, putting, you know, one and one, two and two together. If everything acquired through humanity's partial volition were put together, they could not be as amazing as the fine art and most delicate instruments in my tiny body. Yeah, the tiny body of the fly. Right, the aeroplane. Yes, it flies. But a human being has to get in it and use it. Human beings have to you know, check and make sure that it's working. Human beings have to fill it with uh, gasoline to, to, to fly, gas to fly. And it does not renew itself. It does not reproduce. It does not respond. They could not be as amazing as the fine art and most delicate instruments in my tiny body. The verse of, and the uh, verse we already read in Arabic, those you call on, those you call on, beside God. So this is addressing uh, people who call on to idols and forces, etc. Beside God, those you call on, beside God could not create a fly even if they all came together for it this is quran chapter 22 verse 73 if they all came together right the, the, what they call on can be idols and forces but they can also be their kings their 
uh, magicians, they are scientists for now, right? At this time, it's, it's the scientists that at the time of uh, Moses, السلام, it was the magicians that were most respected and considered to be doing the highest level of things in the society. Today, it is usually scientists. Call all your scientists. Call all your magicians. Call all your um, metaphysical forces. Call them all. They could not create a fly, even if they all came together for it, not one by one, but even if they gathered all their forces together, they would not be able to do it. Thus, the verse of those you call on beside God could not create a fly, even if they all came together for it, silences you. This is to the aeroplane, to the submarine, to those wonders of human civilization that are asking for a place in the Quran. This verse, Ustad Nursi says, silences you. If you want a place with regard to the refinement of artistry, well, here you are not as much as a the, the, the, the wing of a fly, one wing of a fly. If you want space with regard to your size, there are the stars, there are the celestial bodies. If you want space with regard to what you do, your function, right? Illumination, for instance, well, you don't compare to the sun, etc. So your place in the Quran is perfectly allocated. It's a hint, it's a signification, it is a reminder, it's an indication, right? If there is a uh, explicit mention, that's out of you know God's generosity, maybe. But God knows what He is supposed to mention in the Quran. Eğer o harikalar daire ubudiyete gidip o daireden haklarını isterlerse, o zaman o daireden şöyle bir cevap alırlar ki. Now, again, this was about the circle of lordship. Everything was asking for for a place in the Quran uh, and asking it from the circle of lordship. But we said the Quran has two uh, main duties, main purposes, functions. Uh, it it it relates to and explains, uh, conveys the meanings of the circle of lordship and the circle of worshipful slavehood. So if those wonders went to the circle of worshipful slavehood instead of the, the circle of lordship, if they went to the circle of worshipful slavehood and wanted their rights from that circle, then they would receive a response like this from that circle. So we established that from the uh, point of view of the circle of lordship, the aeroplane these human uh, inventions, wonders of human civilization, do not have a right to demand more than what they have in the Quran. And when we ask to the circle of worshipful slavehood, we will now see the, the response that comes to that. Sizin münasebetiniz bizimle pek azdır ve dairemize kolay giremezsiniz. Çünkü programımız budur ki, dünya bir misafirhanedir. İnsan ise onda az duracaktır ve vazifesi çok bir misafirdir ve kısa bir ömürde hayat ebediyeye lazım olan levazımatı tedarik etmekle mükelleftir. 
en ehem ve en elzem işler takdim edilecektir. Halbuki siz ekseriyet itibarıyla şu fani dünyayı bir makarra ebedi noktayı nazarında ve gaflet perdesi altında dünya ile işlenmiş bir suret sizde görülüyor. Öyleyse hak perestlik ve ahireti düşünmeklik esasları üzerine müesses olan ubudiyetten hisseniz pek azdır. Now, your relation to us, i.e. your relation to the uh, circle of worshipful slavehood is very little. It was very little in relation to circle of lordship. It's very little in relation to circle of worshipful slavehood. And you cannot enter into our circle easily because this is our program. Because we are subject to a program and this is it. The world is a guest house. The human being will stay in it for a little while. He is a guest with many duties. He will stay there for a little while, but he is a guest who has many duties. In a short span of life, he is held accountable for procuring the requirements of eternal life. Here, here for a few days, a few years, 60 years, 70 years. But he is here to procure the requirements of eternal life. Worshipful slavehood will not end here. The paradise is included in the circle of worshipful slavehood, right? And the human being uh, has to acquire what he will need in order to deserve being in paradise, in order to continue his worshipful slavehood, in order to enter among God's slaves that he calls my slaves. He needs to acquire all the requirements of that eternal journey here in this world. This is a tremendous task in which we certainly need God's assistance, solicitude, mercy, blessings, effusions. He is a guest with many duties. In a short span of life, he is held accountable for procuring the requirements of eternal life. In that case, the most important and most necessary works are to be prioritized. Right? What is most important? Well, most important, I need to acquire what I will need in the hereafter. That's the most important. Will I need aeroplanes in paradise? Well, no, I won't. Will I need um, electric light in paradise? Well, no, I will not need. Okay, then, you know, that's what I'm going to prioritize. There are other things that I need to prioritize, and this is really important. Um, this, this, what we are discussing here has implications beyond this particular question about what should be included, what should not be included in the Quran. Right? Give the hereafter its due. Give the world its due. Sometimes people, uh, you know, mention the uh, prophetic tradition about you know. Uh, work for the world as if you are going to stay here forever and work for the hereafter as if you are going to die today or tomorrow Bilmana, right i'm conveying the meaning of the uh, hadith prophetic tradition that does not mean work uh, for this world as though you will stay here forever i.e accumulate worldly uh, power and wealth etc for a for eternal life in the world that is not what it means it means work for this world 
with the urgency that staying in this world forever entails right if i have two minutes to get something done i work really hard and fast and with urgency and intensity for it if i have a year to get something done and that's something that can be done you know in a few days then i won't work with that urgency with that intensity i'm going to you know, relax a little bit so with regard to the affairs of this world relax a little bit with regard to the affairs of the hereafter i.e the things that you need to do while here for the hereafter work for them with urgency because you may die tomorrow and you may go there without enough provision you want to acquire as much provision as possible before you get there and we are in the last 10 days of ramadan during which period in the year the ajr the reward that god gives to the good deeds that we do is multiplied by god knows what thousands the laylatul qadr the night of the power right subhanallah we need to benefit from this and we need to benefit from each and every moment that we have in this world not only you know these special days and nights like the ramadan and the laylatul qadr but we need to we need to look at each and every moment that we have in this world like the night of the power which is better than 80 years why because there will be a scale my rewards will be put on one side and my sins may god forgive them will be put on the other side and there it there will be a measurement if my good deeds are heavier i will be in a position where um, i can expect to go to paradise it might be the one tiny small deed that i do in some insignificant moment of my life that's going to change the balance it may be on, uh, like an equilibrium and then there might be one tiny thing that i do i don't know why i might say uh bismillah while leaving my house and leave with the left foot uh, in order to follow the sunnah the, the, the example of the prophet and while everything is equal that might be the one extra deed that's going to get me to paradise therefore we have to treat each and every moment of our lives as if it's laylatul qadr the night of power but then we also have to take advantage of these special days and nights so the most important and most necessary works are to be prioritized that having been said with regard to most of you an image is seen among you that relates to this temporal world so an image is seen among you what the wonders of human civilization the washing machine the computer the dishwasher the tv set the uh, internet cable the, the fiber optic or whatever Right? an image is seen among you that relates to this temporal world from under a veil of heedlessness as though it is an eternal place to stay and it is laced with a sense of veneration toward the world so that's a 
huge trap all these wonders of civilization that we are so proud of and admire etc they can be they, they, they can be our undoing right this is what appears that this is the image that is seen among you oh the wonders of civilization the image that's seen among you relates to this temporal world as though it relates to this temporal world from under a veil of heedlessness as though it is an eternal place to stay right i want to buy the largest house i want and then i want to buy a summer house and then i want to you know buy uh, I, I don't even know the brands of cars but like the an expensive car that's going to make broom broom when i drive and i'm going to be filled with this like elation uh, because it does broom broom when i uh, guzzle it from under a veil of heedlessness as though it is an eternal place to stay and that is laced with a sense of veneration toward the world that's that's the image that we see when we look at this human civilization in that case your share from worshipful slavehood which is founded upon the fundaments of truthfulness and the consideration of the hereafter is very little it's very little the aeroplane will take you from sydney to karachi or you know ankara to new york it will not take you to paradise unless unless uh, you give it its due right unless you um at the least show gratitude for this blessing that god has gifted to humanity at this time in in in the history of human beings otherwise it will take you from paris to cape town it will not take you to paradise it may even take you to um hell if you if you are duped by this sense of veneration that it is laced with toward the world if you, you are duped by this sense of veneration toward the world that it is laced with may god protect us right in that case your share oh the wonders of civilization your share from worshipful slavehood which is founded upon the fundaments of truthfulness and the consideration of the hereafter is very little lakin eğer kıymetdar bir ibadet olan sırf menfaati ibadullah için ve menafi umumiye ve istirahat-ı ammeye ve hayat-ı içtimaiyenin kemaline hizmet eden ve elbette ekaliyet teşkil eden muhterem sanatkarlar ve mülhem keşşaflar arkanızda ve içinde varsa o hassas zatlara şu remis ve işaret-ı Kur'aniye sayet teşvik ve sanatlarını takdir etmek için elhak kafi ve vafidir. However, if there are respect-worthy artists and inspired discoverers, inventors, who aim to be, who aim to benefit God's slaves, which is a precious form of worship, right? Benefiting God's slaves is a precious form of worship. You uh build a fountain at a, a crossroad where people are traveling and need water they come and drink water from that there is edger there is reward in that for you 
you write a beautiful work that encourages people to like like the one we are reading that encourages people to worship their lord in a better way and they read it and they worship their lord their faith increases there's benefit in that for you you benefit god's slaves and this can be you know god's slaves are not only human beings you benefit a tiny grass growing on the ground you know somebody was about to step on it you say hold on you know just a second don't step on it you perhaps you put something that's that uh you know lets people go around it you help a and a kitten a cat you help a bird you help an insect say you find a um you know cockroach in your house somehow it has ended up there it didn't want to be there but it ended up there and you know it would have rather been in the you know outside in the soil where there is moisture and humidity and lots of other things for it to eat but it somehow ended up in your house and now it is searching frantically for water because it's going to die so you somehow capture that cockroach and take it and you know put away from the house you benefit God, one of God's slaves however if there are respect worthy artists and inspired discoverers inventors who aim to benefit God's slaves which is a precious form of worship who serve common benefits the people's comfort and the perfection of social life and who surely constitute a minority behind and among you this much hint and the Quranic significations are in fact sufficient and completely enough to encourage those sensitive persons like whose senses have improved to keep trying to keep trying to benefit God's slaves and to appreciate their arts so what is in the Quran is perfectly what should be there answer to the second question Şimdi şu tahkikattan sonra şüphem kalmadı ve tasdik ettim ki Kur'an'da sair hakaikle beraber medeniyeti hazranın harikalarına ve belki daha ilerisine işaret ve remiz vardır. Dünyevi ve uhrevi saadeti beşere lazım olan her şey değeri nispetinde içinde bulunur. Fakat niçin Kur'an onları sarahatle zikretmiyor? Ta muannit kafirler dahi tasdike mecbur olsunlar. Kalbimiz de rahat olsun. If you say now i have no doubt or now i have no doubt left after this examination and i confirm that significations and hints to the wonders of the present civilization beyond it in fact and to other realities are in the quran in it in the quran everything required for the worldly and otherworldly felicity of human humanity exists in relation to their respective values however why does the quran not mention them explicitly so that the obstinate dis disbelievers are also obligated to confirm and our hearts are comfor comforted right i mean yes there's a mention about this in the quran there's a mention of aeroplanes in the quran but it doesn't say there will come come a time in which human beings are going to invent a, a vehicle called aeroplane it's going to be uh, you know this shape is going to have two wings one tail it's going to burn uh, a liquid that comes out of the ground why is it not 
detailing and explaining explicitly clarifying all these things if that was the case and if this was mentioned uh, you know 1400 years ago before the invention of the aeroplane or 1300 years ago before the invention of the aeroplane the people who lived at the time of the invention of the aeroplane would be in a position to not be able to uh, reject the Quran's message now that's false logic uh, people would still reject if they wanted to uh, the Quran's logic because you know, people saw the moon split into two and they said this is magic this is sorcery they said right but it's a question that may come to the mind that may come to come from satan that may come to the uh lower soul right so Ustad Nursi gives us a beautiful answer to this question too al-jawab din bir imtihandır teklifi ilahi bir tecrübedir ta ervah aliye ve ervah safile müsabaka meydanında birbirinden ayrılsın Nasıl ki bir madene ateş veriliyor, ta elmasla kömür, altınla toprak birbirinden ayrılsın. Öyle de bu dar imtihanda olan teklifat ilahiye bir iptiladır ve bir müsabakaya sevktir ki istidadı beşer medeni istidadı beşer madeninde olan cevahiri aliye ile mevadı süfliye birbirinden tefrik edilsin. Answer. Religion is a test. Din, religion is a test now this may not make complete sense in english uh, because the word deen comes from dane which is debt right what you owe religion is what we owe to our lord so and what we owe to our lord is a test are we going to fulfill, fulfill our obligation or not religion is a test being held accountable by God is a trial in order for exalted spirits and the lowly ones to be separated from one another in the arena of competition. This world is an arena of competition and we are held accountable by God to be tried. Why? What's the point of trial? There are exalted spirits and lowly ones, spirits that deserve paradise spirits when put in paradise are going to be able to uh, observe witness acknowledge appreciate and uh, feel gratitude for and uh, worship in return and these are faculties these require skills these require capacity some spirits have this capacity some spirits don't even if you put them in paradise they would be like in hell because they won't be able to appreciate they won't be able to even notice what's going on they do not have the receivers they don't have the receivers to understand what's going on there um elsewhere Stad nursi gives the example of a um, drunk person perhaps this drunk person is a a gathering where people are really beautiful and doing beautiful things and treating each other with you know, respect and gentleness and so on and so forth but because he is drunk he cannot he, he cannot um, perceive reality as reality is and he thinks that these people are monsters trying to attack him now the reality is beautiful 
but this person is living in a hellish state. So there are exalted spirits who have this capacity and there are lowly ones. And they need to be separated from one another. And then when humanity is put before God at the plains of resurrection and God tells some, go this way, paradise, and others go this way, hell, right? There should be no question as to why this is happening. There should not be any question as to why a person is on the close to the highest level of paradise and another one is at the very bottom there is a competition and the point of competition is to you know separate distinguish being held accountable by god is a trial in order for exalted spirits and the lowly ones to be separated from one another in the arena of competition in the way that they put fire to a mine in order to separate diamond and coal or gold and dirt likewise so in, in in the process of separating diamond from coal or gold from dirt you do this right you process likewise the divinely posed accountabilities in this abode of testing are each a trial and being driven into the competition for the separation of the exalted jewels and lowly materials that exist in the mind of human aptitudes of course the other aspect of this is that we all have certain aptitudes that are deserving of hell and certain aptitudes that are deserving of paradise and the point for each and every one of us is oh, we don't know where we are going to end up right we all as we all assume that inshallah hope that god will put us in paradise if we fulfill our obligation to him here so the point for us is to try to eliminate those aptitudes that are deserving of hell and improve those aptitudes that are deserving of paradise and the trial has this the test has this uh, quality too through trial and error we improve we learn so um, we are talking about again we are talking about the program right the program uh, that we are created with right and that program entails that there will be a test there will be a trial the test is part of the program too okay let's keep going madem kuran bu dar imtihanda bir tecrübe suretinde bir müsabaka meydanında beşerin tekemmülü için nazil olmuştur Elbette şu dünyevi ve herkese görünecek umuru gaybiye istikbaliyeye yalnız işaret edecek ve hüccetini ispat edecek derecede akla kapı açacak. Eğer sarahaten zikretse sırrı teklif bozulur. Adeta gökyüzündeki yıldızlarla vazhan la ilahe illallah yazmak misüllü bir bedahete girecek. O zaman herkes ister istemez tasdik edecek. Müsabaka olmaz, imtihan feft olur. Kömür gibi bir ruhla elmas gibi bir ruh beraber kalacaklar. Since the Quran is revealed in this abode of testing in the form of a trial, right? we are being tried by the Quran because the um, accountability right, is posed to us in the Quran. It is in the Quran God says, establish prayer. It's in the Quran that God says, fast in the month of Ramadan. It is in the Quran that God says, do not drink alcohol or do not drink um intoxicants 
we we are given the questions we are presented with the uh, instructions in the quran since the quran is revealed in this abode of testing in the form of a trial in an arena of competition and for humanity's advancement toward perfection of course it will point to these worldly future affairs of the unseen which will be seen by all eventually only with signification and it will open the door to the intellect to prove the evidence for that signification so it's not going to explicitly talk about it in detail but it's going to signify it's going to point to it it's going to hint to it it's going to give a subtle indication for it why again because this is a place of trial it cannot be explicit you cannot have the questions and answers on the same question sheet the question sheet has questions you need to come up with the answers but but the questions are formulated in such a way and you are given the capacity to read those questions and come up with the true answers with the information and with the skills that you are provided you are given the evidence for that signification to your intellect is given the ability to grasp and prove that that signification that indication that hint is true it's not clear but there is a way to get there if you want if you take the path if you take the way if you don't take the way if you don't go through the process of reading the question and thinking about it with a clear mind you won't find the answer but you are given the ability to find the answer if it mentions explicitly the secret of accountability would be ruined will you take the path or will you not take the path you're accountable to take the path if you take it you will end up with the correct answer if you don't take it that's your responsibility the secret of accountability that's your accountability the secret of accountability will be ruined it would become evident as though writing there is no god but allah la ilaha illallah clearly in the sky with the stars then everybody would confirm willy-nilly whether they want or not there would be no competition the test would be aborted a spirit like coal and another like diamond would remain together here in another side note ustad nursi explains the spirit like coal the spirit like diamond and it is the accursed abu jahil and the voracious abu Bakr will appear the same so you can take these as archetypes of coal coal like spirit abu jahil accursed diamond like spirit archetype abu Bakr radiallahu anha Siddiq, voracious but without this trial they will appear the same you won't be able to distinguish one from the other the secret of accountability will be lost and hustle we are concluding Quran Hakim Hakimdir her şeye kıymeti nispetinde bir makam verir işte Quran 1300 sene evvel İstikbalin zulümatında müstetir ve gaybi olan semerat ve terakkiyat insaniyeyi görüyor ve gördüğümüzden ve göreceğimizden daha güzel bir surette gösterir. Demek Kur'an öyle bir zatın kelamıdır ki bütün zamanları ve içindeki bütün eşyayı bir anda görüyor. In conclusion, the wise Quran is wise. It gives everything a station in relation to its value. One of the definitions of wisdom, 
being wise is to put everything where it belongs to it gives everything a station in relation to its value so from a thousand and three hundred years before the quran sees the fruits and advancements of humanity that are concealed in the darknesses of the future and that belong to the unseen and it shows them in a way that is more beautiful than what we have seen and will see but what the quran shows with these indications significations uh, etc in relation to the aeroplane the submarine so on and so forth is more beautiful than the submarine more beautiful than the airplane aeroplane in that case the quran is the speech of such an entity that he sees all times and everything therein all at once işte mucizat enbiya yüzünde parlayan bir lemai ecazı kuran so here is a flash of the quran's miraculousness that shines on the face of the prophet's miracles right we um, mentioned in the previous episodes almost this probably 11th or 12th episode for so many episodes we gave examples of these uh, prophetic miracles and we explained reflected upon how those miracles point to these things happenings that happened hundreds of years after the Quran if the Quran um, indicates them from hundreds or even millennia of years before then that's miraculous because knowing what is going to happen in the future is not the norm it's the breaking of the norm and it's a flash shining on the face of the Quran on the face of the Prophet's miracles in the Quran mashallah so this is the end of um, the 20th word and Ustad Nursi uh, finishes it with a beautiful uh, dua so let's do that let's uh, read the dua and finish with that too inshallah Allahumma fahimna asrar al-Qur'ani wa wafiqna li hidmatihi fi kulli anin wa zaman subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma allamtana innaka anta al-alim al-hakim rabbana la tu'akhizna inna sina awakta'ana Allahumma salli wa sallim wa barik وكرم على سيدنا ومولانا محمد عبدك ونبيك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وذرياته وعلى وعلى النبيين والمرسلين وعلى الملائكة المقربين والأولياء والصالحين أفضل الصلاة وأزكى وأزكى السلام وأنما بركات بعدد سور القرآن وآياته وحروفه وكلماته ومعانه وإشاراته ورموزه ودلالاته واغفر لنا وارحمنا والتف بنا يا إلهنا يا خالقنا يا خالقنا بكل صلاة منها برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين والحمد لله رب العالمين O God, make us understand the Qur'an's secrets and grace us, grace us with serving it at all moments and times. Glory be to you. We have no knowledge other than that which you have taught us. Indeed, you are all-knowing, all-wise. O our Lord, do not take us to task in case we forget or we make mistakes. O God, send your blessings and peace to our master and patron, Muhammad, 
our Sayyidina wa Mawlana Muhammad, bless and honor him, your slave, your prophet and messenger, the unlearned prophet, as well as on his family, his companions, wives and progeny, on all prophets and messengers, on all angels who are brought close, and on, and on saints and the righteous. Send the most virtuous blessings, the purest greetings, most flourishing blessings to the number of the Quran's chapters, verses, letters, words, meanings, significations, hints, and indications. And efface our sins. Have mercy on us. Be gentle with us, O our God, O our Creator, by every one of these blessings and by your mercy. O the most merciful of the mercy givers. And praise is to God, the Lord of the realms. Ameen. Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Subhanaka la ilmalana illa ma'allamtana innaka antal alimun hakim. Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Al-Fatiha. Allahumma salli